Welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 7 of Big Deck Energy. Today we'll be going over some of the meta that happened at Nationals on week 2, kind of tying in together of episode 6. And then we got some new segments for you guys today. We're going over big cards that we think are good in each set over a span of time. So we're going to be covering Welcome to Wraith today and going over that, but... As with me always, Tyler Barrett, Ben Clifford, and Bailey Hilton. Yo, How were yo, your yo. guys' week? Uh, pretty good. Um, I did play in the armory uh, yesterday. I uh, went one and two with a bye. Let's go. On Icelander. <laughs> so that was pretty good. I got the win, you know. Um, no, I, I don't know. I brought Icelander because I am, you know, not really decided yet on what I'm going to play ProQuest season. Yep. Um, so been testing some stuff out she does she doesn't feel good like she did for me she was a lot of fun playing her back in the day and nowadays i just i don't know i don't find myself having fun playing her um sometimes she i mean right now she hasn't really been winning anything even yeah it seems like all the agro have been winning like Le all the lexis i saw a usuri actually won a nationals as well yeah, so, I mean, awesome. I feel like Lexi is, or um, Icelander is just kind of dying out a little bit. Yeah, I don't think she's the best deck by any means. Um, I was just, like, comfortable on her. Who'd you play forever. yesterday for all your matchups? Mm, let's see. Oh, I actually lost to an Azuri, like you were, like you just said. Um, but that was, like, a weird... That was a weird game. <laughs> Nathan's game was... Um, he killed me with, like, a triple attack react at the end of the game Holy, yeah, he just, just like a, played a three attack stealth card and like i think triple reacted that's uh <laughs> hey that's a that's a dory I mean, type thing man yeah, i'm just like okay like you win <laughs> good game dude. Um, and then who was the other one um gosh i can't even think who did i lose to oh it was uh it was i lost to the other nathan at the shop on lexi okay um, and again that game was close that game is out. That's the problem i think with icelanders the games just always feel close you're always behind you have to catch up that you know, four life at least, and then get yeah. them within 12, 13 life and yep. try to combo them off at the end. But everything kind of has to work perfectly for you to win. You have to play perfectly as well. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, at the, that was uh, that was my armory experience. I was at what the same guys? armory as you. Oh, you were? Yeah, of I course. Didn't see you there, no dude, way, what? man. I didn't see you either. <laughs> weird. Weird. Um, but I was on Fi yesterday, actually. Uh, steered away from the Dory play. Um, Trying to work on Dory a little bit, get her a Decimating Great Axe build, actually. I want to try that build out, see how that fatigue gameplay is just with Dory. Hell yeah. Um, I do love the Domblade build, but just wanted to steer away a little bit, played some Fi. I won my first game against Lexi, and that was Tanner. Very close game. Um, just uh, I pulled out the cards a little bit better than he did, that's all. And then second matchup, I had Carter on Uzuri, and he pretty much molly whopped me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, my last matchup was actually into Danny. He made it back to our shop. It was good to see him and everything. Good to see you, Danny, if you're listening. Yeah, hell yeah. That but, was awesome. Um, that was a fun game between your Prism. Hey, I like that build. Yeah, and then I left the shop. I didn't even realize he was on Prism. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you just told me that before we started recording. Yep. And I was like, what? Uh, damn it. I would love to pick his brain for a second. Oh, yeah. Just ask him a he, few questions. Yeah, about I figured it. he just showed up with Dromai and I didn't nope. even ask him. 
No, um, but he, uh, yeah, he played Prism. Oh, and yeah. it was it was a good game. It was shout a lot of fun. Oh yeah, shout out to Danny, baby. That's good awesome. to see you, buddy. It was good to see you. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, Cliff and Bailey, did you guys? Uh, I know they're up in Duluth right now, hanging out. Did you guys play any games? Yeah. So we've uh, we've played a few games up here. Uh, I've been playing a good amount of Azalea again, actually. Uh, played a couple games into a five got steamrolled really? couldn't find my red and ledgers yeah i was gonna at ask all. what happened to red and ledger they were all on the bottom oh yeah that happens and my knock the death whistles were not too far away from those <laughs> Jeez, dude. so i think i think i saw one total red in the ledger like our entire game and it was just like i believe what what am i doing here yeah um Cliff Dog has given this five player PTSD when it comes to traps, though. I don't know <laughs> what he's been doing on Riptide, but I played like a frailty trap as Azalea, and he went to go like take the trap ping from Riptide, and he's like, Yeah, take one. And I'm like, Take what from fucking what? And he's like, The trap. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, why is the trap dealing damage to you? And he's like, oh, you're not that one. Yeah, you can blame Cliff for that. <laughs> PTSD. Between that and his reaction, when uh, last time you were up here, and we were playing into my arachne, and he goes, he's going to take all your cards. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the last time we were up here playing with everyone, like two days before when I played Wes, I probably banished 33 cards out of his deck. Jesus. Because oh. I, I, I had uh, two eradicate turns where I was able to mm. double pump it and sh- have a red shred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So the, both of those were like seven or eight cards apiece, and then I caught him for a while in the cycle of attack, spider's bite, codex of frailty into a leave no witness. Dude, what's amazing is that any legendary with temper with that shred card, if they block with that and then you shred it, it just oh. gets rid of the equipment completely. Yeah. That's so it's so good. It's a good and interaction for it sure. It is. And just getting rid of like a courage of blade hold that early or something like that against a Dory or yeah. I mean even some of the new ones that are tempered, like insane. Yeah, you have to really be careful blocking with your oh, yeah. temper equipment. Oh yeah. I actually I, uh, I lost to a red tread. That was part of Nathan's um pumps i like made blocks and he just double pumped and then red shred at the end <laughs> negated oh, my so negated my blocks yeah um well i know we're a flesh and blood podcast but ty and i ended up going to a lorcana truck like learn meet to play, and learn to play yeah, it was learn to play for our lgs it was fun I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I actually had a, a lot better time than I thought I would. I mean, pl- I, I have a chance to play with my son at home, too, so I get a chance to actually play it a lot more, I think, than than uh, the average person right now with singles being really hard to find and stuff. Yep. And, you know, um, but yeah, I, I mean, the game is definitely better than I at first thought. Yeah, the rules kind of came out. Everyone kind of figured out, okay, this was pretty easy. You're not playing on your opponent's turn either. It's a pretty streamlined, watered-down version of a lot of TCGs out there. Yep, No um, counterplay, really. Yep, yep. But the decision-making is actually meaningful, more meaningful than I thought. And it's fun to have a game that my son uh, enjoys. enjoys. You know, I don't want to start him out with Flesh and Blood. It's too... 
he's yeah it's, it's, it's too competitive it's too it's all about really the incremental math and stuff and um but it's a good like uh game to start players out with like that have never played a tcg you know? yeah i completely agree it's very i mean yeah it's very straightforward like you were saying but i i feel like the interactions and the way it's almost like strategic kind of ways that you want to play it, well that's it so it, it the difference between pokemon and that game like my son and i have started playing pokemon yep. you know a few months ago like i was telling you guys and there's like just more critical thinking in it disney is. you know it you is. have to like choose what card to ink or what card mm -hmm. you're going to save for the next turn to try to curve out you know he said to me last night we played a multiplayer game with my wife and and him and he says, uh, oh, well, I don't have a one drop, so I'll pass my turn <laughs> like, using my lingo. You know, all of a sudden I just like smiled from ear to ear. And, um, I love it. Uh, one more thing, not to just talk you guys' head off about Disney, but it's just uh, something that we, we did uh, in the card wor uh, world this week. So we're going to cover it. It's also at our LGS, too. So, um, But one uh, proud dad moment I had... Um, he had the game in the bag against uh, Duke, who is one of the shop owner's son, who's about the same age as my son. Yep. Um, and he looked at me, he looked at Duke, he knew, he knew he had the game, and he's like, I could just attack his guy, and then that would make him lose his, his character. And I said, yeah, you could, and I'm, I kind of raised my eyebrows at him, like, oh, he recognizes to let the new player win maybe and yep. you know because duke was kind of getting upset you know with, with, with just losing and yeah. losing characters and but that's rightfully so yeah. you're a new player you, in these games you're in plus they're they're young kids yeah and, they, they well, still and that's why win. i was so proud of him like yeah. he he threw the game to let duke to win. let duke win and he lost with a smile and it just like dude it was that's that's a proud moment i right was there. like it's very mature <laughs> yeah, to even yeah. understand what was going on there for him to do that and how old and is carter carter's he's eight years old eight years old now and yeah. duke well, was so he'll seven be nine. right yeah yep yeah. he'll be nine in a few months so, um well i mean hey that's good for him yeah that was awesome to see that's but, good um, to see you um, guys haven't played any lorcano over there have you guys bailey cliff I, i've played a handful of games it's it, it intrigues me i just i, I refuse <laughs> I knew Cliff would have some shit to say. Yeah, I know. Cliff, you uh you just need to like play a game. I was kind of skeptical at first. No, yep, but... Me too. No, me too. No, no. 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 <laughs> Says give me that blood. No, no. Give me that flesh and blood right there. <laughs> oh, I want to see the gore on the cards. I don't want to see little Disney characters. Huh? I will not cheat on flesh and blood with that Disney atrocity. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. No. okay. It's not an atrocity. It's not. Um, all right. Disney needs to butt out of my hobbies. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're gonna Fair get enough. him. We're gonna get him to play a game, you guys. That's for sure. That's gonna be our goal. I'm gonna melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh my goodness. That's not Disney, dude. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West isn't even Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, man, that'll probably give us a good segue to move on with Cliff's <laughs> <laughs> distaste for other card games. Uh, All right. We can get back to business here. All right. So let's get into some of the. Very similarly, that he was never gonna play it. Didn't had no interest. Yeah. Didn't want to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, what, well, what he played. He played a, a couple of uh, learn to play games. Yep, he played a few learn to play games, and he actually ended up loving the game, which yeah. was like so cool to see him. Like you know, kind of 
pivot and 180 his initial thought. He tried the game out and just like, you know, was open to just enjoying a new game. And I will, I will say, playing the game makes a world of difference. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. Because you can have speculations, but you don't know how the game actually is until you actually play. Yeah, what's play on game. the cards is like kind of whatever. And if you hate or love Disney, whatever, I understand that. You know, it's just um, the interaction. Card that game are in the is game. just it's a it's a fun game. It's it's fun to also like turn your brain off for a few minutes it when is. you're playing Flesh and Blood. It's like you're so honed in and you're like thinking about so many things at once. Oh yeah. And with this game, it's just I get to turn my brain off and just like fuck around just, with my yeah. son. You yeah, know? you just get to throw cards yeah. out and. Some of the some of the interactions like evasive are all similar to magic, which yeah, there's a yeah, lot of similarities. It, obviously, the land system. There's a land system. They're not lands. They're, it's called ink. ink and you get but, to do one per turn, and um, but they give you like multiple decision points on a card. Like, yeah, you can choose to quest, yep. challenge, or ink a card. So yep. I mean, it's yeah, you're making those, meaningful decisions. Like I said, I was playing that uh red green deck. Wow, we're going back off on a tangent now. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? <laughs> I was playing that We're about to go though. over national news. I know, and... but the evasive in that deck is insane. Yeah, it's like, it's like so the game's good. version of flying. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's cool. uh, it was so cool to play. But, okay, let's get into some national talk here. We covered some of the nationals that happened on episode six once we get that dropped. But uh, I wanted to throw out a few honorable mentions out there that we saw in the top eights. So, in Germany, we had a Usuri placing third. That's pretty good for Missouri, and I mean, she did end up winning a national as well. Yeah, if you're playing Missouri, you're obviously bringing it to try to prey on the Lexis, right? And if you have those kind of good matchups, I don't see why as yeah, and Missouri can't win a tournament like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Missouri um, is the deck that really shines. If the person piloting has put their reps in on that deck. That yeah. is true. You do have to be a pretty good pilot to play that deck. It is a fatigue gameplay almost, but you do have your aggro interactions where you're throwing yeah, two attacks a turn. I, I wouldn't call it necessarily fatigue. It's more just like you play slow. Yeah. Just like you're like happy to just play a slower game. Yeah. Throw like one, atta- one attack at a time. And it's just her on hits are so brutal. Like shakedown. Well, yeah, Insane. you can't block her correctly ever. It no. seems like I honestly, the way I play Azuri is I just try to always outrace her. I never block anything. I just force her to have it. If she has it, she has it. And we just play through the shit, you know, play through the shakedowns, whatever. Absolutely. I mean, I lose a lot of games to Azuri, so I don't know if that's the right plan into her, but. Well, I haven't really been doing Azuri, but that's kind of my game plan. Just thinking about it, it's like, I don't want to sit there and play what's the secret weapon every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just, just going to come at your throat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. There's well, two Azuris that showed up uh, yesterday at our army. Yes. And they both won some games, so. It was very well, good. Them, they were right? different, too. Very different builds. It's, yeah, it's a good time to be playing her. I don't know how you beat, like, Bravo, right? Doesn't Bravo's seem like a, a hard tough one? matchup. Um, Dromai's a really, really hard matchup for user. Right, So yeah. it's Dromai for assassins is just a death sentence. Yes, it <laughs> is. That's what I've it's, heard. It's very hard. But a few other ones that interested me was at Malaysia. There was two Azaleas that finished, and one of them was second. Azalea doing some showing there. I think Azalea is still a pretty good, pretty good deck. Still pretty viable. Lexi is just a much better ranger at the moment. What was that, Cliff? Well. As you well know, Bailey's been testing his Azalea, so I got to play into his Azalea a bit this weekend. Um, how many games did we play? Five? This is something about that, yeah. Yeah, two games into my Bolton, two games into Riptide, and 
one game into my uh, arachnid. And the games that you beat my Bolton and Riptide, your Azalea just decided, hey, I'm just going to come at your throat. It's going to be like 11-13 dominate. He hit me with the sleep darts. He hit me with the red in the ledgers, the drill shots. It, it was brutal. Sleep dart into Bolton is very good. Oh, it's, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, you could say nice people uh, sleep on sleep dart. Yeah, sleep darts are... <laughs> it, it's hey. in my sideboard as hey. a one-off. <laughs> like, Josh just got it, I think. Hey. He just, he just looked hey. at me and he's like, hey, none of those. No puns here. Hey. Yeah, um, my well, I was able to successfully fatigue him out. That felt good. Nice. <laughs> so oh, yeah. also in some of the, in a lot of the top eights I'm seeing here on uh, the articles, we got a lot of um, Dash representing up there. She's been getting in the top eights here and there. We do have <gasps> one prism. <laughs> In Thailand, placing third, that's very good for New Prism. And I think he might, I think he has the potential to place top at Worlds, like get up there in the top eight. If he has the right build, mm -hmm. like Brian Gottlieb said, yeah, Prism didn't he is say it was like the most... one of the strongest decks right now. Yeah. You just need to know how to build her and you need to figure her out. She is definitely a hard deck to figure out, though, I will say. Yeah. And especially being at 32 life. Yeah, I think that's a big difference between this one and the other one. It is. And yes, Prism is strong, but 8 life is yeah. huge. The lack that, of go again hurts, too. There's just a few things that hurt her yes. this time around. Yes. With uh, without Luminaris, the yeah. old yeah. one. Yes. You have go again with the new, with the Numenaris or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, Numenaris. <laughs> but the thing is just booty cheeks. I don't know. We like, card seems bad. We did have quite a few... Briar's actually taking down a few nationals. I think she took down three or four was of them. Was it the Fatigue Briar, do we know? I think it was Fatigue Briar yeah. on all those. Um, we also had another honorable mention that I wanted to note. There was a... I'm trying to find where it was, but there was a Vincette that placed top eight somewhere. So somebody... Oh, here it is. In Romania, there was a Vincette that placed seventh. That's pretty that's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. We saw her win a Blitz event. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that a battle hardened yeah, in yep. Salt Lake City, I think it was. And then now we're seeing her placing top eights at nationals. So it's pretty crazy. And I don't think there was a lot of representation with Vincent throughout any of the nationals no, either. I think it was like very it. low. Mm -hmm. But um hey. we're just waiting for Riptide to top eight. Yeah. <laughs> He's got I, nothing uh, right now. I'm going to interrupt the Nationals talk real quick. So I was just on February quick, browsing the Welcome to Wraith cards. But we do actually have a new spoiler in 60 seconds from Plague Hive. Oh, in really? 60 seconds we get a, hey, we get a live update of a, of a spoil <laughs> here on the that. pod. Lucky us, man. Yeah. We'll definitely so, have to talk about that. The, the video title screen just says, What Unseen Danger Lurks in the Depths of the Pit? So I'm kind of thinking we're, we might be seeing something either Ranger or like Assassin related here. Hmm. What, so this must be in the expansion slot again? Like some new yeah, it must spice. be another thing. Well, and we'll, we'll get into pit, that too this episode. We've gotten a few spoilers that we want to share with you guys. Um, what were I'm, you saying, Cliff? So the, they said from the depths of the pit. I'm wondering if they're releasing a hero 
in like the expansion slot that's really geared into pit fight or something. Oh no, you oh, can't release no. a hero in no. the expansion slot because then you just restrict people to like you. Yeah, you can't have like a hero be a fifty dollar card or something. No, that's like constructed playable and legal. Shyana's like a meme death. That's why she can be like a hundred. What are you? What are you saying, Bailey? Oh, he, he saved it at the end there that they had to be constructed playable because I was going to say something about Shyana and the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. they got to be constructed playable, I think. Speaking of the Emperor, I think we're going to do uh, Emperor Gang at the next Blitz event. Yes, Are and that's it? in two weeks. Oh, I'm going to try to. I'm going to I'm gonna bring I'm gonna, it up. I'm going to bring it. Nathan's bringing it. You got to bring the Emperor. Are you kidding um, me? Also, the, the mirror is going to be just terrible because all oh. of our arcane is going to just hit face and whoever can. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, Boots first. Dude, in honestly, that new um, tome that was spoiled, that's going to be huge in Emperor, I think. Yeah. Because it just makes your turn just go even bigger. Yeah, I had to read that card like a lot. I thought it was really bad. And then um, Nathan explained it a little better, kind of like was like, no, it's actually good. And I was like, why is it good again? You know, I had to read it again the next day. And you get to basically get like a C and C out of it at yes. the end of your chain. Yep. You know, if you were missing that last resource, you just yep. play that. Pitch cards, pitch the two reds, and then flame scale. Yeah. Get your three. It be, just because you could, I mean, obviously you might run like Scar for a Scar, let's say, right? You Scar for a Scar, then you CNC at the end of a turn just because you did that whole, even though Scar for Scar is zero cost, but it just helps Emperor go a little bit more wider. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of turns where, I mean, I, don't, I haven't played Emperor much, but I did have a deck built for a while. Um, and it seemed like there was just turns where you were one off of that three one. that three mana you need or three resources you need to play CNC. Isn't his ability you pay three to find a CNC and yeah, play it? You search it and play yeah. it, play it. Yeah. That's right. I mean it's just a one more cost CNC, but Well, yeah, at any time. You yeah. can just shoot it off anytime you want. Yeah, in the but game. think of, think about it, you only get two. Yeah. But you also I'll shoot a CNC at you anytime I want, even if it's true. not in my hand. Like true. that's wild. True. That is true. It's it's tough that it's only redline, dude. It's so dude, whack, the, dude. It's, they made it really frustrating, like to pilot. Oh, and 100%. very fun when you win, but just when you lose, it just feels bad. One hundred percent. Play like a Kano, <laughs> you just die on the spot. So there was actually one interesting thing that I saw in an article. Wait, we have a sideboard. I just realized. A sideboard. Emperor with the sideboard. I mean, I haven't that's, really that's tried to true. build him now with the sideboard. Oasis Respites. I can put sinks in there, you know. That is very true. So, there's some interesting spice that this article says about Dromize. And if you're running like Burn the Malls and you get all them out and you're just, let's say, getting rid of all your attack actions, a lot of them have been running Nourishing Emptinesses just to get that free value out of it, getting five intellect in a turn. Mm -hmm. I... That's a great idea, and yeah. I don't. I can't believe we haven't seen that more. Yeah, nourishing. I've always thought nourishing was a good card. It's a wonderful but card. Even Dory blocks, blocks for th blocks yeah, for three. Blocks for three. Yeah. Dude, wow. Yeah. It's, it's a good card, man. It's pretty good. I think that card's exceptional in Blitz. You start your turn one with the nourishing. It's it's, pretty, it's a pretty good start. There's been a lot of talk too that a lot of Fies now have been running Warmongers Diplomacy, just for an extra three block blue. In your deck. Yeah. And it's a blue that you just get to pitch. And if you're playing into another aggro, at the end of your chain, you just drop that. And it yeah, just it, slows it, some it, other, it, you know. It, the card is, like, almost free in some decks. Yeah. You know. it. I feel like it's almost an auto-include in almost every deck. I've been thinking in about throwing them in Dory, to be honest. 
I don't see why Shit. you wouldn't play that in Dory. It's because I don't have three. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason, dude. <laughs> I only got two right now, That's which I mean, reason. I should throw the two in and then maybe just like a hard offend all or something, yeah. to be honest. But no, the card, the, the thing about that card too, sometimes when you use it against a hero that it's supposed to be good against, right? Like a ranger. Yeah. Like I played it against Nathan and he chose war. Um, that helps in the Lexi matchup a lot. Well, so you, you have to catch them with the card down. True. If they have a face down card, then then you that's how you turn them off. Uh, he did not have a face down card the time I played it. Um, and then he just rain razored and attacked a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't so, even matter. No, it, but because you get to still play the rain razors as as an instant. And what's that? What's the one card? It just helps with your. Uh, what is it? The polar quake or ice quake? Yes, Ice Quake. The plus three and the Frostbites, that just helps prevent all those turns. Let me tell you, Tanner was Yeah, if you catch it with, with like a three of a kind or yeah. something. Or, yeah. But yeah, the, the big utility there against Lexi is when they have a, a face-down card in Arsenal, it, it, they cannot use Lexi to flip yeah. the card because unless they action. choose War. Yeah. And then if they choose War, well, now they can only shoot the card from Arsenal. And if they don't have snaps up, it doesn't have go doesn't again. have go again. Because that's always the one you want to shoot last, right? Yeah. The one you start with. Yep. So it just fucks up your sequencing. No, for sure. Hey, Hard, Ty, card is gas. Card is straight gas. Ty. Ty, Josh. Yes. So me and Bailey pulled up that uh, just spoiled card. Okay, let's hear it. Bailey, go for it. <laughs> All right, so it is an assassin attack action. Um, the card is already dead. It is uh, It's a red pitch majestic. Cost two. Uh, defense three attacks for six mm -hmm. with contract you are contracted to banish opponents non-action cards when you complete this contract to create a silver token when this hits a hero banish the top card of their deck and a defending card oh so you get oh, okay oh that's pretty good doesn't seem like you'll hit the actual silvers on that ever but it's a popper. It's blocks a three. Well, it's a popper blocks no. three. Gets gets rid of no matter. It gets rid of one blocking card no matter what, right? And yeah, one block. It's uh, what's that card? That seems annoying. It's like a route. It's almost like route where you get rid of the card, but they're completely banishing, not returning. So if you want to block it out, you have to like block nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> annoying as shit. And on top of that, you also get to banish not so anything like non-actions yeah like your instance suppose, any of yeah. your I mean, defense there, reactions yeah people are playing for sure it, it definitely like prism or droma yeah 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 that hey that oh, could yeah, help yeah, actually, with right the, that's probably just an anti-prism card all all around right yeah being a popper and stuff yeah. damn this, this is and your allies thing. for droma i think that's helping into those the illusionist matchups because mm -hmm. they struggle into that matchup mm -hmm. for sure like we talked earlier. That's interesting. Um, well, I think that can lead us right into a few of the other spoilers yeah, we that we well got. we just like spoil the other two, or not spoil them, but talk about the other two cards we had spoiled. Um, we had Freddy Krueger's Claws, um, <laughs> Shriek Razors. It's an Assassin Equipment Arms. Uh, blocks for one has Battle Worn. It's, uh, let's see. It says, while this is in your graveyard, at the start of your turn, you may destroy two silvers you control if you do equip this. So it's got your typical re-equip yep. you know, thing the assassins two have Two silver going. pay, yep. Um, attack reaction. Uh, pay two resources. Destroy this. Target attack action card defending an assassin attack gets minus one defense. That's... Um, 
see the cost i think on it just is gonna suck yeah but the the idea that you always have this face up and your opponents have to play around it or respect it i yep. think is the value in this card yes i think this card is going to be a good card you, you think um, about it it's almost like uh like a grasp just without the big battle worn you can buy them back where you're paying two for the one yeah i suppose yeah it is a bit a bit like grasp where you're gaining the one value out of the two resources and is how I saw it. Battle it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it it just I, doesn't have the big block like the old legendaries did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm back and forth oh. on this card. Reading, I it feel again, like you almost just run flick knives because that's an automatic know, one damage. I'm, that's what I'm thinking of right now. It's like, is this better than flick knives? That's what I was kind of thinking too. After you're reading it, I'm like, um, mm. it depends on if you're trying to make the silvers right, and you're like actually being able to buy this back uh, frequently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Flick knives blocks and then it has blade break right. This has battle worn. So, no, I just love yeah. the little differences in in slots that they let us decide, uh, like which one we we like better. It's like amazing. I don't I know if this is better than flick knives though. No, because flick knives is a free attack reaction. I but I I still think flick knives is better. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I uh, I obviously would equip this on like a Halloween though for for doing uh, the costumes because this is uh, how do they not? I mean, this is Freddy Krueger's claws. Did you guys see the art? Oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. I agree. I mean, the guy even looks like he's got some green and and red hues to his outfit. <laughs> the the <laughs> fact mean, that in our was... Discord you sent the Freddy Krueger meme right afterwards, it was beautiful. That was <laughs> Dude, <laughs> right my memes have spot. been on point lately. <laughs> We had another one. It was a, I don't know, Cliff and Bailey, if you guys saw it, but it's the light warrior attack yeah, or a light warrior one. head. You should read that one, Josh. So it's a two cost action. Destroy this. The next time you attack this turn, you may charge your hero's soul. If a yellow card is charged this way, draw a card, go again. And it's two temper. That's good. Yeah, it, it seems, seems strong. Just seems like you got a lot going on there. It, yeah. It is almost like a like a free take flight on any of your other cards because you know how take flight it's not free because it costs two but or does it well cost no you get you draw a card you replace it, you, you do replace, replace the card you pitch yes. and it also is an automatic charge which a lot of the cards like the um, the halo of illumination does not charge your no. your soul no this this charges your soul replaces the card you pitch for it so you can kind of like set up that what's the the lumina turn right? the yeah your and lumina you just, ascension. Like, because you yes. need to charge, however, like more than spirit, with your spirit of arena. You need to charge like six times. You need to have six cards into your soul to be able to attack six. No, I mean like the like turn you play the Luna. How, you have to charge, right? Yeah, to go again. Yeah, every time. Yeah, but then you I just run. This, this just seems super strong, and it just seems like especially the... with the soulbound resolve, the new war, the light warrior chest mm -hmm. that with the like on the defensive side, you get to also charge. Which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So they're creating more ways for you to charge, and that's where Bolton's <laughs> really needed. hurting yeah. a, a lot. The temper and on this head, this headpiece too is awesome. It, it's just like a Courage of Bladehold. You you block with it once, and then you just save it for the ability yeah, and that's use great. the ability. Two two block two. Light warriors don't have that many helmets that they can really use. I mean, they got the the helm of the sharp eye, which yeah. is a one block, but eh, it has to be like double. Generics? Yeah, it has to be double. It's Crown and Arcanite skull I, yeah, cap. Yeah, Crown and Arcanite skull cap, and then your Halo of Illumination. But 
Crown is definitely the one that you'd want to use. Otherwise, I think Halo. you just use this. this yeah, now you use the new one. Yes, best in slot now. Yes, I think, absolutely. Right? As Bolton player, I don't know. Those are all coming in the expansion slots. Uh, <laughs> Cliff is just rare to uh, go. What's up, Cliff? Josh. Yes. To say that the helmet Bolton wants is the Crown of Providence. To cycle a hand, probably, dude. I don't like running the helm in, in Bolton. I don't think it's that good. The helm, the helm of Sharpie is only good if you do a charge Bolton and are using Radine, which is honestly my opinion. What I think you should hold be doing on, with hold on. I can't let this one slide. Can you, can you go back? <laughs> what did you just call it? Radine. Raiden Cliff. We're gonna add that to the closet with Hanabi Blaster. Okay. We're gonna shut that door and we're gonna move on. Okay, okay, okay. But my point stands. When you build Bolton, you wanna build him with Raiden. Yeah. With Raiden, right. Yeah. Raiden. <laughs> we love you, Cliff. We're just messing with you. Oh shit. But those were uh, some of the spoilers that we had come out, which is interesting. I'm lo- I'm loving that we're getting some of these expansion slot spoilers. We already now know that. The How do you guys feel about there. these legendaries being in the expansion slot? Unless they're not. What if they like? I know they said if it's an all mech set, but is there maybe cards in the set that aren't in the expansion slot that aren't mech? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Because they're they've given us now like an assassin card. They gave us a brute card. They gave us this light warrior stuff. That we know tunics coming. And they like, and I mean they say they're here for the player. Yes, I completely completely believe that. That is nothing to go against. But what I'm saying is is that they need to have some type of thing inside the set to have other people buy into the set. I know it being all mech can be kind of a. A selling point but also a drawback to yes, it i think absolutely um the expansion slot if you're locking away cards that are actually playable and tournament legal people are going to need them for their decks like this yeah. warrior chest yep if that's not in the actual sl- set and you get one in 14 packs has an expansion slot that expansion slot better be like 14 cards or something or yeah. 10 cards or they need to make it a small pool where you're getting one of them there's maybe some good majestics you can get and then there's the hits the else yep. so yep. They need to make whatever's in the list or the expansion slot, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they need to make it, I think, small. Yeah, um, they do. So that you're hitting these more frequently. Because yep. if they're if you're not and it they're are they're rare as, as hell and they're playable, yep. that's gonna be an issue. See, my thought is those players, it's not really gonna make them buy into the set though. Just no. because they'll they'll buy the singles of it, obviously, and everything. No, yeah. In they, I feel like they should be somewhat powerful cards only in the expansion slot. I don't yeah. think you can be throwing any random like rare, unless it's like a chain rare where it's like soul reaping. No, I like I like so far that they've all been majestics and, and legendary, but yeah. they just need to, like I said, they need to give us enough. They they need to make the ratios right where they're not actually scarce. Yeah, if they're scarce, then that's like a huge issue. You know, that feels like that feels like playable cards that are in promo packs in yeah. games in the past. Yeah. Like, oh, you have to get this fifty dollar promo pack, and then you have to hit one of the ten to get this playable card. You need four yep. of them, and that card's a hundred dollars. You know what yep. I mean? Like, it's it's just messing with the market. Yeah, man. Just it's, you can't lock away playable cards behind a, a weird drop rate like that. Yeah. What What are you saying, Cliff? If I have to pay like 15 bucks a pop to get my hands on that new contract majestic for assassins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> well, I, I think you will. I think that's going to be a very, 
Very good card for the assassin. If it is expensive, it's it is because of scarcity too. Right? Yeah, it's playable. Seems like I, obviously, but I imagine it'll be worth a couple bucks just because it seems like a really strong finisher for assassins. In my experience, assassins needed something to put at the end of a chain that hit for a bit more. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a good threat at the end of a chain. Absolutely. Um, if you, I know you said a couple bucks, but if you look back at some of the other assassin like majestics, like your leave no witnesses, your eradicates, your surgical extractions. Obviously, surgical just dropped because they reprinted. Did you see the price on that? Yeah, it's like five dollars now. Holy shit! Someone told me that like last weekend, and I I didn't believe them. Yeah, no. I was like, you need to pull that up and show me. They they are (laughs) down. What happened? Down. The the rainbow foils are still at like twenty five though. Oh really? Yeah. So the rainbow foils are still up there, but because they don't reprint the rainbow foils. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they, didn't reprint them this next wave with Dustled on. Yeah, those are stagnant, but. No, it's uh. You look at leave no witness. Leave no witness is still at nine bucks. I'm pretty sure. It's it's a wild card. Um, all those assassin majestic contract ones are just they're so good. Their on hits are unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. I I think they're aren't they all around ten bucks? Be, um, I think, I think eradicate is at like four. Or leave leave four no witness is probably like a ten dollar. Yeah, it's right? at nine ten. Yeah, yeah, and That's I think this new one will probably be close to leave no witness. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this slot, this expansion slot. Um, I don't know. And I know you were talking about, we were talking before the pod a little bit about uh, the pull rates for them. Like, you're going to be getting more legendaries out of your boxes on top of all the magi- that's, or the that's legendaries. That's if they that... make the, the actual expansion slot a small number of cards. If they make it 50 ca- different cards you can get. True. And five of them are legendaries or something. Two of them that they've released so far, though, are legendaries. Three, technically, because yeah. it of makes the me think Fidel. that it's going to be a small card pool to, to, that you pull from. True. Um, and one in 14 of your boxes will have one of the, like I said, maybe 15 cards or 20 cards or 24 cards, something like that. Yeah. Um, so you do have to get lucky to pull the tunic, right? Yes. And, I and feel stuff. like you have to get all the L's. You'll be have you'll have to get fairly lucky to get. Do you think they're all going to be like rainbow foil? Do you think they're going to obviously? The one, the warrior tunic helmet, tunic yeah, won't. tunic won't. It'll be the warrior helmet uh, was uh, spoiled extended with art. extended art, yeah. so that makes me think it'll be a cold foil. Why and get? Why have multiple versions it, in the expansion slot? I really like that they're doing that now with cold foil extended arts. Like oh, as a collector, oh yeah. my god, as a collector, Gorgeous. Dynasty was a nightmare with like the tri- they had like three versions of cold foils, oh, yeah. or like uh, uh, the, the Marvel. Yeah, and they had the, like a the, normal. Uh, so my binder's like rainbow foil, cold foil, extended cold foil. Yeah, and they got rid of that now, which makes collecting the sets well, a lot easier they, they didn't get and it rid makes of it sense. i feel like they're very selectively like choosing which ones they want because it was dyadic carapace was the one that got no, they're not the giving set. yeah they're not giving everyone extended arts i'm saying like they don't have three versions of every legendary no, now no. they have like you get the rainbow or the cold yep. and that's it yep and, and 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 sometimes that cold is an extended, extended art and, and just, that's the only cold though, exactly that. exactly yeah. which no makes it way easier. middle version of a cold foil like like it was weird you pulled a it middle was. you pulled like a cold foil soraya and you're like well this isn't the best soraya but it's also not the worst no so like what it you like yeah it's just, what it, it was, what does it sit it at was, for value it was weird stuff because that cold foil soraya is at like 50 the rainbow's oh, at i'm sure like now it's 12 yeah. and the the marvel i think is at like 300 still 400 nice. so damn I don't know. It's it's really interesting how they're doing that, and I I think it's great. Honestly, I think yeah. for a collector aspect, it's cool. 
Um, Bailey, I know you pulled the extended art dyadic carapace out of your like first box, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> card so gorgeous. Yeah, it is a beautiful card. Um, one last thing that I wanted to touch on with you guys quick. Did you guys hear about any of the news about the like the UK's nationals? Oh, the pummel, the whole pummel the interaction. Pummel I did hear about that. Bailey Cliff, did you guys hear about that? Uh, uh-uh. spell it out. So what happened was during the semifinals, there was a Katsu playing. I can't remember which one he was playing, but they were playing in Dromai. He was playing into Dromai and he attacked with Tomaltai. He had a command and conquer in hand, so he could have popped the Tomaltai when it attacked and blocked with the command and conquer, but he decided to, to hang on to it, take the damage from Tomaltai. And this is a Katsu, remember? So on the next turn, Katsu paid for the Command and Conquer. And then during reaction phase, he pummeled it. Now, during the end step, after the attack hit, he the Katsu never said anything about the pummel discard trigger. Mm-hmm. And the other guy didn't say anything about it either because why would he? He's on the opposing side. It's If it's your trigger, it is your responsibility to say the trigger. Yeah, I think, I think there was an update in the new... Um the new rules, rules that they kind of came out with like Did a few they? months back. Yeah. Nathan was saying like, um, before you were both responsible for triggers like that. It's just too much for and a now, player to remember. Well, and also like if it's your on hit in this type of game, this competitive environment, it, it should be up to you. Yep. Um, I mean, there's so many times where like you, the player might not say, okay, now discard your card. And the other, the, the defending player still knows, Oh, I'm going to discard a card because that's just yep. the right thing. Like I, that's what but, I, but if, I sp- but I mean, isn't that, is that rule sharking? If you like know a discard happens and then you you say it and you don't say anything, the judge is standing right there. They yep. don't say anything. Like I don't know. Um, I, I think he, the, if he missed a trigger, man. If it... I think the other player even like the Katsu drew up his hand and he sat there for a second and he goes, "Is that end of turn?" And he didn't say anything else. He just goes, "Was that the end of your turn?" And he goes, "Yep, over to you." And didn't didn't say anything wow. about the discard. Yeah, I don't think it's really rule sharking. Too much to no, an aspect. No, it's I think a people. I just, I just mean like, I don't know. Me, I would feel personally like if I knew a pummel hit, and they just didn't say the words "okay, discard" or you know, say "trigger my on hit." They don't say like spell discard. out the words. Yep. Hey, you, you need have, to discard you a card. Discard. Yep. If I and and me knowing, oh, that hit, I have to discard a card. To to not say something feels sharky to me. Is all true. Um, to uh, but they I, were trying to I agree. Like, uh, take that away with these yeah. new rules and it. Um, but again, you are responsible for your own triggers, your own triggers, especially when they're, when they're, um, what's the word? They're Uh, not mandatory. They're, uh, you have to keep track like a, like a, like a tunic. Tunic is not mandatory. That's up to you to keep track of. And I heard, uh, somebody else make this example of like, it's not like they were going for it intentionally. The judge was standing there and he watched it and somebody else even said like they missed the the pummel trigger and the judge went, "Yep." And he didn't say and they didn't really say much about it. Like mm-hmm. the judge stood there. But somebody else was like, "It's not to the extent of where like you're Olivia and you didn't play anything on your turn and you forgot your blood debt trigger." Yeah, that's mandatory. Yeah, that's like what we were saying, that, yeah. You that's can't like, miss that. No, that's but a judge would step in and then rewind and ha- yeah. make you lose the life. With the pummel, the judge does not have to step in. No, apparently, no. Um, it, so I don't know. There's really controversy there, or there, there's 
but but there's really not, I no. guess. I, I, mean, I think people were making a way bigger deal of it than it yeah. really needed to be. It sucked. I mean, it was a high high moment or a high uh, uh you know intensity moment where he just like flubbed it. Yeah. The community yeah. saw it. It yeah. sucked. You know, I it, don't know. That's the worst thing about the comments in Twitch too when they're live streaming <sighs> dude, all Twitch that, is, dude. Oh. Twitch is vicious, man. The People whole internet is aggressive. Vicious, yeah, dude. dude, they get so aggressive. It's yeah. unreal. But I don't know. I just wanted to touch a little bit on that and touch a little bit about the news and what's going on out there. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's all right. But why don't we get into our main segment kind of that we want to get into here? Yeah. We're going to go over what what did we come up for the name for this segment um, here? <laughs> we had a couple of them. We're going to just call this uh, the Wraith Review. We're going to go through each set in the game, starting with Welcome to Wraith. Uh, probably do like a once a month thing where we'll cover um, each set chronologically as they were released. Um, we'll go over things like the draft environment, sealed, um, the heroes in them. Just an overall kind of review of each set. Yep. Um, yeah, it's... I mean... If you guys have played this game and you're listening to us, you all know these sets. You all have played and opened these sets. We're probably not going to say anything you don't know, but that's not really why we're doing this. We're just, uh, this is going to be a good topic for us to talk about because we love the game. And if we have a structure of talking about each set every month or whatever, it will give us kind of like this, um, something we all want to talk about in it. And so just, we want to give you guys the big, deck energy <laughs> <laughs> yes we, exactly and i think uh during this whole thing we'll we'll break down our top we'll break down our top favorite cards in the set um that we think are some of the biggest cards in the set to come out for yep. it and then yep. we do kind of want to i think we should dive into the heroes a little bit yep. and pick a top five for each hero well yeah i think um what i have on the bolton here is just what we think the strongest hero is we'll talk about each of them yeah. individually obviously um we'll talk about maybe the weakest one as well um, but let's get right into it. Let's talk about drafting Welcome to Wraith. How are you guys? You guys have drafted Welcome to Wraith a few times, right? Yes, uh, we did it a couple times. Um, I know, Bailey, I, did you make it to that wel- farewell Welcome to Wraith? That's all. Yeah. Cliff, you were there with us, uh, Tyler and I, right? I got my ass kicked because a Bravo got two crippling crushes. Dude, that was Dagan White. <laughs> yeah, that man absolutely crushed me. Do you? Oh, you played Dagan before? <laughs> yeah, at the farewell, welcome to Wrath. Logan from uh, Flesh and Pod, and then Dagan White showed up too, and <laughs> they came in and played, and it was. We were like, "Damn, where was that? Was that, that was at Mankato? Okay, yeah, I actually that do that remember Mankato that event. Shot. Yes, I talked to Logan in that event about uh, magic and just um, his. He, I think he had a Flesh and Pod, uh, pod shirt. And yeah, I was he like, had his God, uh, I, I know, on. I know that voice, you know. And yep. I had to say something to him, but when we chit chatted a little bit, and that was cool. I don't remember seeing Dagan there though. I don't da- know. Yeah, Dagan was there. Cool. I remember him there. Um, played Bravo, Bravo, obviously. Yeah, Guardian Stand, but yeah, he had two crippling crushes out yeah. of that draft. The farewell to Wraith was a draft too, wasn't yes. it? It yes, wasn't it was. sealed. Nope, okay. it was a draft. Yeah. So that was fun, just because we were honestly kind of getting into the game, so. We got to draft the, the original set. set. Yeah. yeah, it's very nostalgic for me because when I got into the game, there was only uh, the two sets available. That, yeah, it was Arcane and, and Wraith. And um, from what my understand, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Arcane was not a great draft. Set. I actually have only drafted that set. I think one time. I hear it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, drafting Welcome to Wraith though is is great. You can really tell it. They took a lot of time designing the yes. the set. Um, 
I will I just say... like the, the nostalgia of the original art on those cards too. Yeah. I mean oh, like yeah. the, the art now is set. is outstanding, but the nostalgia of like just the art and the the look of mm-hmm. them. Beautiful. It was it was such a new thing too when you saw those cards when they were like back in the day um, compared to like the magic cards. Magic kind of got a little I don't know what you want to call it. Just the art just kind of started lacking over the years, you yeah. know. Um, Flesh and Blood, one of the big things that drew me to the game was the art. And that first, just like you said, the Welcome to Wraith art. Beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. My favorite one, I would say, for for like the foiled art is Dude, Lord of Wind. Oh, <laughs> that card is so gorgeous. Yeah, there's some the really foil. good foils. Glint. Glint Glint's is one really of the better cool. foils yes. I've ever seen. Yes, I have one of those, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, nice. Dude, the E-Strike rainbow foils, too. Sick. Those oh, ones yeah. look beautiful. I'm a big fan of the Steel Blade. Uh, supremacy that one too all all the dory ones are pretty gorgeous not yeah gonna lie. yeah for sure well they always have uh, that kind of like um the, the armor that shines and stuff off when the rainbow comes in like the glint on yep. like the sword and that shining like the the flow of everything yeah, behind it's awesome. it it's it's beautiful now since we're talking about drafting of welcome to wraith what is your guys's favorite hero to draft and welcome to wraith <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cliff. Since you got you got it, let's uh, let's hear your your uh, two cents. I want to rage, motherfucker. <laughs> Give me the Reinar, baby. Bailey, how about you? Uh, it's, it's for me. It's a toss up, probably between Bravo or Dory. I'd probably lean more towards Dory, though. I'm surprised you weren't going to Katsu. Yes. That's that's kind of my stand there. It's Katsu and Dory for me. I just feel like Katsu isn't as consistent. Kadachis are really good in draft. In draft? Amazing. Yeah, they're really strong. Just In draft? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leaking that one damage. Insane. Every every turn, mm-hmm. two. You just have to draft enough to lose. You just grab your generics with go again and a couple of your uh, combo pieces. Interesting. That's true. How about you, Ty? What's your favorite? Um, I would probably say Bravo. Bravo seemed so busted in that format. <laughs> like, well, it's got your favorite card too. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> if you uh, the the see sealed and draft environment felt very based around pummels and razors. Um, if you had a good razor deck, you're usually in Katsu or Dory. Yep. And pummels are, you know, Reinar is actually a good deck too. I played Reinar in the, one of the Welcome to Wraith. If you get um, your barraging beatdowns, oof. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, like, I, I found Brute is just left behind in the draft. Like, a lot of people just don't draft Brute. So yeah. then you're left with, like, maybe being the one or two, one two players in an A-pod. Yeah. Um, yes. The sealed environment, too, is very similar to the, the draft environment. I think all the heroes kind of correlate the same. They're all, if you have a decent pool, they're all functional. Um, yeah. And I do think it's just a matter of how many pummels and razors you, you open. You open. Really. Factual. I feel like those are definitely some of the first cards you're grabbing if you see them in a... Obviously, yeah. other than the majestics like your steel blade supremacies and yeah. such, but yeah. Um, um, so what do you guys think is the strongest hero to come out of Wraith? Strongest and weakest, go. Reinar, are we talking Blitz or CC? Overall, overall, I would have to say, yeah. See, the hard thing is that Katsu just got an upgrade in, mm-hmm. in Outsiders, so you can't put him at the bottom. I just mean strictly, if you're looking at those four heroes. 
definitely can't. No, weakest is Reinar. Reinar for oh, sure, I yeah, would say. That's easy. That's Reinar easy. for sure. Cliff, Cliff, that's easy. Oh. No. If if we're talking strongest, I don't want to be biased, but Dory's been doing a pretty good I don't representation. Think so. She's pretty middling to me, I think. Um, I think she's Dory better than Katsu at times with the new weapon. But if we're if we're talking like just Welcome to Wraith, I would have to say Bravo is definitely the strongest. Yeah, I was gonna say probably Bravo. If we're talking what, just what Welcome offers, to Wraith, what he actually offers, like the ability to do in a deck, is insane. Pretty strong yeah. compared to the other ones. I know Katsu's probably second. I go, I go, Dory third. I know. Don't look at me like that, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. No, that's that's just where I. I mean, I'm biased just because I play a lot of Dory. So I think Dory's definitely yeah one of the top two for me. For it just depends on like the build. I mean, with the new weapons now, you can say like the decimating great axe. Once people kind of figure that out, though, mm-hmm. she kind of goes back downhill. All four of them. This is also one thing. All four of them are legal in both formats still. Yes. So they must they, not be too busted. And they have pretty low uh, living legend points for the on most the board. Part, yeah. Um, Dash has more. Dash has like the most out of all those heroes in mm-hmm. the first two sets. Um, you, you just go to look at the talents um, compared to the non-talented heroes and how much stronger they are compared to the non-talented heroes in the mm-hmm. first two sets. Yeah. Like half of half of Monarch gone. Almost all of Tails gone. Mm-hmm. And their hero abilities are just nuts. But um what do you guys think uh are some of the top cards to come out of the set? Ooh, yeah, we did like a top five of our uh cards with big deck energy <laughs> in Welcome to Wraith. Um I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna just kinda lead this one off. Obviously, the honorable mention of the set is the tunic, right? Yes. Um, it's easy to put that at one, but I chose not to because that's just kind of an obvious choice. I wanted to make uh, more just like staple cards that you might not think of that aren't legendary, that type of thing. Yes. Number one is Majestic in Enlightened Strike. That's my number one card out of the set, I think. The I like versatility it. in that card is pretty wild. The modes, you get to use it as a big go tall attack or use it as a go wide attack whenever you need to. Um, shit, if you ever want to ar- arsenal a card, you get the end of the chain draw a card off it, right? Yep, yep. Um, I mean, yeah. Just refill Hands down, arsenal, it's, it's so a generic. Good. Any deck gets to use it. I mean. It's a staple. Yeah. It, it is an absolute yeah. staple. That's mm. got to be probably my number one. My number uh, my number two, this is going to probably surprise some of you, make Cliff pretty happy, but I got Scabbies as my <laughs> number two <laughs> card. The <laughs> the the power in that card, allowing you to have multiple action points, um, extra action points in a game where most boots, I think actually all boots are a one time use. Yep. Um, you also get to you get to block three damage, right? It has two in battle worn. Yeah. Uh. It has block two in battle worn, yeah, dude. Yeah. I think I yeah I looked up the stats and I was just reaffirming how good the card was. Yeah. I, obviously, you have the turns where you roll the one, right? But yep. you have a fifty percent chance to to gain the action point, and Absolutely. if you ever get to do that, it's more huge. than once in a game, and also get to block three damage with the thing. Like, come Nuts. on, that card is wild. It's it's just it doesn't make Reinar viable. At no, all, it's just so it's still hard super good when you're rolling and you drop a one. Yeah, and you just stare at your dice sure. and you're like, yeah. oh. I think I'm. I think when I rated pass. this card, I was thinking of the ceiling of it. Yes. Right? Yeah, the ceiling on the card is getting probably three one action of the points. 
nuts. Uh, yeah. Absolutely insane. Uh, my number four card, or no, sorry, my number three card is Pummel, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got to no. be, I mean, Pummel's just like your uh, OG um, play around card that everyone, I mean, you knew it was coming, yeah. right? Every, you, you knew every time that it, when it was coming. And um, same with the Razor. I got Razor at. It's at, just just reading the hand, but yeah. that that card is. I think Pummel's a beautiful card. I had Razor in my list. Um, I cut that out of my list. I mean, it kind of goes with Pummel. I would say, yeah. And Pummel and Razor kind of. It's this, a com- it's the combo. It's the, it's just attack reacting and then giving them like you get the discard, or you get the go again. Like, yep. There's two opposite effects sort of where you're trying to play a fatigue. Oh yeah. Maybe controlly versus the go mm-hmm. wide, uh, aggro style. But both of those attack reactions are staples and probably the, one of the better ones in the game. Oh yeah, those will those will never go away. I mm-hmm. think we'll always see those uh, creeping up in decks. Yeah, my number four card is uh, Sink Below, though for yes. sure. I think yep. that card it belongs in most decks. Good. Yeah, Sink's just strictly just good. It's Pretty almost cool. an auto include in every mm-hmm. deck unless you're a boost. Dash. I love that they aren't just reprinting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that they aren't just like reprinting different versions of Sync. And they're yes. making the Sync below just be like the premier de-react from the very yes. first set. I actually love that. That's the card's wonderful. Have you seen the price on the red stripe rainbow foil Sync below? Unlimited or No, the, the pink, pink the pink stripe. stripe. I have not. Nuts. Yeah, I bet. It's I bet. nuts. Uh my number 5 card is Tome though. Tome of Findal, yes, is like I, I was wondering if that card was going to make it out. That of card is not list. even like unlocked yet, dude. Like you can yeah. obviously can like Mage Master it and Chroma. I know there's some cheeky ways to be able to give the action point, but anytime Reinar is off Scabskins, yeah, Scabskins <laughs> in the Tome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that's, that's where you use it. I think that's where you use it. You get six life, and then you swing for 20. Yeah, that seems insane. <laughs> it's so good. No, I've always been a huge fan of Tome. Um, it's just a great card. There's just no cards in the game that say draw cards. So, yep. like, um, all the books, the Tomes are really cool. Yes. Um, but that's my top five. What do you guys think? I didn't mean to kind of go no, long-winded. No, there, you're good. Um, I I like all those cards. I would have to, I would have to agree with, you know... For my number one, I had Enlightened Strike just because it's a staple. Number two, I actually had Mask of Momentum as my like other top legendary. Uh, just because, you know, being able to draw a card, drawing cards in this game, overpowered. Mm-hmm. It's so good, especially for especially for a ninja. Like that the power in that card for Fi is nuts. Yeah. Even though you still get your mask of the pouncing links. Uh, salt of wound interactions or your lava burst those are very good on hits but i think just being able over the course of time drawing potentially three cards in a game beautiful mm-hmm. um number three i had yeah, ma- mask is yeah it's good it, it's, it's good really good um my number three i had uh, razor reflex um i think that's a beautiful card wonderful card i'm gonna also throw one out of left field for number four when it was legal, Drone of Brutality. Mm, yeah, that was a menace. It was that it was, was disgusting. Yeah. It was wow, so that card good. wasn't a menace. That was the whole ass villain. <laughs> You're not wrong. But no, I had to throw that card out. I know, oh my goodness. These cords. Sorry, we got the new podcast set up and the cords aren't tangled or they're all tangled up. <laughs> knocking over the mic. Um being able to draw out the game and just have that cycle of pitch three. Drone of Brutality, mm-hmm. Pitch 3, Drone of Brutality. So good. 
So good. And number five, I'm going to have to go with uh, Sink Below for sure. I wanted to throw in a Warrior card in there for fun, but we're going to go with Sink Below as number five just because it's a, it's a great it's a great defense reaction. Yeah. Cliff and Bailey, what were your guys' uh, cards that you had? Uh, so my list, I decided to go with cards that see more use outside of just a couple decks. I just went with all the generics I could think of. Granted, they're going to be very familiar. Uh, in my top slot, I, of course, have E-Strike. I don't think you can make a list for top cards out of Welcome to Wraith and not include E-Strike. Um, my second slot, I'm with Ty, Toma Fandal, baby. Give me my cards, give me my life, let's go ham. Love that card. For picking my third slot, I had to kind of weigh which one I personally use more, and I had to pick Razor Reflex. Razor is just great in almost any deck that can utilize it. Um, I'm a decently big fan of Razor in Arachne and Riptide. My fourth pick is Pummel. Okay. Because if you can Pummel anything, that just feels bad getting hit with it. Yeah. It's the best card. Like, One of my favorite cards from Razor, honestly. Just four additional damage and you card, discard. But... Like, that is just Wonderful. not good. No, it's it's good. No, that's good. And fifth slot, just by virtue of being what it is, it is still to this day in almost every competitive deck list, at least in some presence or sideboard. You see it played in every match, sink below. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I agree. Seems like we have a lot of congruent cards in well, our list. you know... The generics were just so overpowered in the yeah. first set. Well, and we all made these lists uh, without each other knowing. No, so. we, we all came up with them. Bailey, how about you? Um, top slot for me just has to go to Tunic, right? It's iconic for a reason. It's one of the best cards in the game and easily like the best card to come out of Wraith. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Wraith. Um, like, the consistency it gives you, especially if you don't have, like, a dedicated chess slot for your class, is incredible. Like, you, you just, you know every three turns I'm going to have one resource just that I can use for free. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just, it really helps power up so many different game plans, especially, like, thinking about, like, rangers and all of that. Um, yeah, when you can utilize that one resource and really bust the turn and like wide open, it's it's good. Yeah, man, it's why it's why that you know every three turns it seems like oh this isn't very good, but when you play with that card, you're like oh it's got some power. Yeah, <laughs> the most yeah. power. What'd you have at number number two? Number two, I had. Razor Reflex, or sorry, not Razor Reflex, that was number three. Um, number two was Sink Below for me. Um, another familiar one, but I mean, as far as D-Reacts go, the fact that it's generic really helps it out. And the fact that, like, it just, you can, you can fix your hand. Yeah. Like it the, helps cycle. The amount of Sink Below has gotten me out of a bind. Um, just by virtue of, like, Letting me drop a card and just grab one new one, even. Sink below from Arsenal so you keep that four-card hand while cycling one card feels good. 
Yes, it does. It helps with uh, those brick hands that you can get sometimes. What? You can brick? What? It's <laughs> Yep. No. <laughs> What'd you have uh, at number three, Bailey? You said uh, Razor, I think. It's actually number four. I like messed up my list here. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I strike at three. Um, for Say again? All e strike at three. Oh, okay, okay. The, the reason, same reasons that all of you guys have said already. Like, it's just the, the choice that you get from that card for doing whatever is so under not underrated um like overvalue mm -hmm. or over it's overrate it's definitely it's like yeah. yeah the card is just gives you kind of whatever oh, yeah. you need in the situation for sure yeah um number four razor reflex um again like i like the impact that pummel has in decks that want to use pummel versus the impact that razor reflex has in decks that want to use razor reflex mm -hmm. yep so much more in razor reflex's favor i think uh, i mean yeah you're trying to do two different things though in a, yeah. in a pummel deck and a razor deck i yeah. i think the go again on razor is pretty wild like making something hit giving a go again where you otherwise didn't think like on a snatch it's Just, a perfect yeah. example oh yeah like you play your snatch so good draw a razor card. reflex yeah. A witness, Seven. Razor get fucked. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's good. Um, Just fuck your arsenal. Bailey, what'd you have at five? At number five, I actually have unmovable. Mm, oh, that's a good okay. one. Okay, that's definitely a good one. Yes, it is. I almost the biggest D react we have in the game, isn't it? Blocks eight from Arsenal. Yeah. Staunch response if you pay. Box 10, you're like, right. Yeah. It's just but that's hard. only Guardian. I mean, Unmovable's yeah. available yeah. in any deck. Exactly. That's a We all had pretty similar lists. Bailey, obviously, on that fatigue list over there with his <laughs> his defense reactions. Well, D-reacts. Um, obviously, I wanted to note on this, too, for a card. Do you guys think that Heart of Fendal is one of the best fables in the game? Um, yeah, yeah, probably. If you ever get to pitch it twice, it becomes really good. Right? Some some people argue that I have a is better. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting like I, I, actual really value good. off of I. It's you, kind of like um, it's like um, well, they both are. Well, Findle's is yellow. No, no, heart of Findle is a blue pitch. Yes, it's blue. Oh, I always yellow pitch. No, it's blue. Oh, no, no, no. Um, the Ivafidia value you get from the op two can be just like better in certain decks. Yeah, I know Azalea, Azalea can run Kano. it. Kano for sure runs that card. Um, I don't know many even heroes run Heart of Findel, so it's I've seen a lot between of between the two. I think um, some Bravos do, but honest, Library of Solana, dude. When you have that card humming, dude, that thing True. is fucking busted. I True. think that does. If we're talking ceiling. It's library is the is the best fable we have. It's just tough that it's hard when they restrict a fable. I know it. Like like Crucible oh, with the yeah. Arknight oh, Shard yeah. only being Viscerai, not all Rune Blades. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll get if, more of those in the future. Maybe. As fables here, y'all are missing one. That's pretty damn good. Blood of the Drakai, man. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm revoking your talking privilege. <laughs> 
I'm talking Plague Hive, baby. Oh. Just because of the just because of the once you pitch, you get to do one of those on hits essentially. Frailty or inertia. I don't know, man. It's good. I think Plague Hive is up there. It's it's one of the better ones for sure. Disruption. See, that's a weird thing too. Is like, even Guardian doesn't use the uh, Grandeur. Not really. I don't know why that card really gives you four points of value. It does. I mean, more so than some of the other ones. It's just tough. They they don't want it for the hammers because you're it doesn't turn on your hammers when you pitch it. Right. You have to use it for an attack. That's the only downfall. Yeah. Two seismics. (laughs) Or even grander into like D reacts and just like still getting value on your turn when you go to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we do have some listener questions, but we're going to get to these, I think, next episode. Um, we're kind of running late on time here, boys. Um, I feel like I feel, I feel like, like this is a good time for us to, to give her a call out. But um, we do want to say we just got our new mic setups. Um, they're wonderful. Yes. And sounds yeah. awesome. We hope that it fixes some of the some of our sound issues that we've had before. We had a pretty good setup. It was just the echo was a lot, but now with these new mics and the the headsets, it really works out better for us. So, a lot better content uh, and sound just a coming level up. up. I think yeah, it the is. Content will be the same. It's just the sound and the quality of what we're putting out will be a little better. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was looking for. That's I, know, I know you. Our content. I know, I know our content are. is pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that little Josh is really starting to feel like like a studio it is uh we got all the sound panels up we got our we got our new mic setups and the backdrop so hopefully with some of these videos that we can get up for Mm -hmm. you guys you guys can uh, check out the studio and see how it is it's pretty cool but uh we want to appreciate you guys very much for listening to episode seven of big deck energy um we appreciate every one of you we will have our discord in the link in the show notes um we'll also have our twitter up but uh, next week, we'll probably be touching up on the last few nationals that happened. And then probably probably break into some ProQuest talk. Yeah. Because ProQuest is kind of right around the corner. And uh, Bright Lights, I'm sure we'll have some more spoilers to talk about by then Absolutely. as well. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll be updating you on all those. But thank you again, guys. We really appreciate it. And hope to catch you next week. Peace. See you, guys. <laughs>